Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Incomparable, number 658, March 2023. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I am your host, Jason Snell. And uh, in honor of our summer of time travel, which took place last summer slash fall slash now <laughs> slash then slash in the future, uh, we are going to follow it up with the time travel movie draft. I have assembled a panel of experts in time travel. They have been traveling forward in time at a rate of one minute per minute for quite a while now. Uh, and now they are here. See what I did there? Uh, and now they are here to tell us their judgments about favorite time travel movies or perhaps some other theme i of course as your host jason snell who I, which i already mentioned but i'm just saying it again in case you came in late uh, or traveled in time will judge i'm i'm your judge i will determine whether something is qua- is allowed as a time travel movie and uh i think in the run-up to this we've all had little conversations amongst ourselves about what is or is not a time travel movie and maybe we'll i, I can't imagine that we would get into details of that in a podcast and argue <laughs> about the rules. Anyway, uh, I, I would like to introduce my panelists to you now, and I do so in the order in which they will choose, as selected by random.org. <gasps> random.org. Random.org. We bring the random to you. That's their theme song. James Thompson will choose first. Hello, James. Hello. Well, it's about time. I'm oh, glad that no. I'm first because. I can now just snipe everybody. Um, maybe. Glenn will follow you. Glenn Fleischman, hello. Oh, would I? What? What? Uh, Erica Ensign <laughs> will pick third. Hello. <laughs> Jason, I am very sorry that I am underprepared for this. I had time set aside to like go through everything and come up with great arguments next Thursday, but my vortex manipulator crapped out. Alas. And obviously that didn't work. So I'm going off the cuff, which is, you know, where my vortex manipulator is still sitting. It's, although it's Exactly. Broken. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Moises Chuyan will choose fourth. Hello. I want to make sure that I, I pronounce this word right. Um... Jason, uh, I'm sorry for sending you so many files that are that are full gigabytes of data. Ah, yes. Since, <laughs> as we know, that's that's why we pronounce GIF that way, and also mm-hmm. Doc Brown jigs. pronounces gigawatts. Yeah, many jigs of files. Mm-hmm. Sure, yes. absolutely. Uh, choosing after Moises will be Annette Weirstra. Hello. Hello. I'm really excited because I'm after Glenn, and Glenn has promised to snipe me on my first pick. Which I don't even know what it yeah, is yet. But it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it what's you it is what you would have chosen. What you would have mm-hmm. it is what I would have chosen. We'll just retcon it. Yeah. And uh I don't know why random.org doesn't like him because I like him a lot. It's Monty Ashley who will be picking last among our panelists. Hi Monty. 
hi, Jason. I like you too. Uh, <laughs> How do you feel so about random.org? I, <laughs> <laughs> I have thrown out all of my plans because everything will be sniped. Okay. I was going to be a good boy this time. I was going to, oh, fine. Well, you know, it's, it, the fact is you, you get to pick, it is a rolling order. So, you know, you won't, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You may have to jump in your time machine and go back in time in order to pick. And I will pick Ooh. last as the host uh, because it's just polite to do that. And I don't enter my name in random.org because that's how they get you. Sorry, everyone else. Is it? Uh, and with that, let us begin the selection of time travel movies. James Thompson, uh, why don't you snipe Glenn before he can snipe Annette? Ooh. Oh, so I've got all my choices in front of me. And I, I, I was like, what is the most obvious pick uh, to get in there? So, yeah. What if a bunch of thieves stole a map of time and space from oh. God, then got an 11-year-old boy involved in their heist. Um, I probably was an 11-year-old boy when I first saw Terry Gilliam's 1981 movie Time Bandits. So I was exactly the target audience for this adventure. It's a kind of somewhat Monty Python-adjacent movie starring the likes of David Rappaport and Kenny Baker as two of the diminutive Time Bandits and the, the MCP himself, David Warner, as the face of evil. Um, and it's, you know, it's the kind of thing of going to multiple time periods to give them excuse to wheel out a bunch of cameos from various British actors, including Sean Connery, John Cleese, Michael Palin and things. And it's just fun, uh, but mostly as an important lesson about the dangers of toaster ovens. Good point. Good point. I will, I will point people to incomparable episode 632 from the summer of time travel where we uh, talked about time bandits itself. Don't touch it. It's evil. It's very, very fun movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, my, my wife, the children's librarian, pointed out there are actually not that many kids time travel movies. Oh, I just thought of another one. I'll write it down. Yeah, okay. You do that. Please. <laughs> you know, uh, I've got two right here. Yeah. Pay, well, or did, or did I'm your past saying, compared, self come forward all into time you gotta and ruffle, write it down for you? You just got to rifle through the... Anyway, I, I appreciate all the paperwork that James is doing now. Uh, Glenn, it is your selection. What uh, What's a time travel movie for us? Well, I wasn't sniped, but I, I think time travel involves brevity, apparently, on James's part. I, I, would have mm. learned, I would have liked to hear a lot more about that film, but I'm ready. No, seriously, I am ready. I didn't have to go back in time and prepare myself. There's a whole podcast you can go back in time and listen to. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Shoo. Um, yeah. This is what I think, I am guessing, as director of Smooch, that Annette might have put this first on her list, but given that she put in some kind of quantum uncertainty on her list, it's impossible to say, I am picking Somewhere in Time, the classic... <laughs> 1980 Christopher <laughs> Reeve movie. What do you think of that? How'd I do? Um, Eric and I had a discussion about this movie last night. It's not it is good. not on my list. Oh, I love this film. Uh, I the, thought it was a bit slow. It's slow. She bailed before the time travel even happened. You I guys. Oh, <laughs> did. 
It's a it's a very. <laughs> but we well, predicted this as the you, what you would pick for me. I guess <laughs> it's nowhere great. in time, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the time. So like, the film is. I think it's a great role for Christopher Reeve in his heyday. Uh, he. Um, it's a circular time travel film. Without, I won't put too many spoilers. People haven't. I don't know. Can you spoil a film that's uh, forty three years old? You probably. I mean, still you can, can, but you can. can. Sure. <laughs> Tell but, enough uh, spoilers to get them to want to see it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. It takes oh, yeah. place on Mackinac Island. That's appealing it's to beautiful. a lot of people right there. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful film. And the <laughs> idea is that this man becomes obsessed. He's a, uh, a playwright. He becomes obsessed after he sees a photograph of a woman. And he, uh, it's, a, I just love, I love time travel and sci-fi movies in which the instrumentality is not revealed because you don't need any hand waving. It's just like, okay, he does this thing. He hypnotizes himself and he just goes back in time. Uh, sixty something years, and he winds he up thinks meet- himself back in time. Yep, I love and it. um, it's uh, and he lo- yes, he loves himself back in time, but not I, in that way. Okay, and he, okay. Let, what, let me. I'm yeah. going to stop you here because I want to. I want to point out a yeah. thing that I learned during the summer of time travel because uh, Erica just cackled that he thinks his his self back in time, and I think yes, <laughs> that is silly. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna it drop works. down my time cop. Uh, Par- I don't know what paradigm time cop which is a time cop a movie that somebody yeah. might pick which would be silly because it's a oh, really bad movie amazing but, <laughs> yeah. thing, but but it taught me what time cop taught me it taught me in a very important lesson which is the time travel in time cop is so spectacularly stupid that it made me realize that time travel in all movies is stupid and oh, you yeah. just got to get over it. <laughs> yeah. So I when mean, they don't his... put a mechanism in, when they just say like, uh, he, he self-hypnotized himself. in time. That's okay. awesome. But Great. it makes sense. Let's it's like do he it. went, Let's do it. He checks into a Mackinac Island. He goes to this hotel. It's un- he finds a room that's been essentially unchanged because uh, Mackinac itself is kind of lost in time. They don't have cars on the island and so forth. They don't let me drive. And um, I just love it. And then it's got Jane Seymour and it's very romantic. Yes, it's very slow. I agree. But it's a very sweet film. And it's... Um, uh, I, I won't give away the ending because I do think people should give it a, a try. And if they can't make it past the Annette event horizon, then I understand. <laughs> you can read the conclusion. Um, but it's I think there's a, a sort of a, a weird, uh, terrible beauty to it that uh, is hard to find. Not in that sense. There's more dictionary definitions of that. Um, a, a, a beauty that's hard to find in other films. And particularly with time travel, it reminds me of another film that may also be one of my picks if I'm not sniped. Ooh. Little, I mean, I'll admit, I cried a lot at the end of that movie the first time I saw it. I thought it was beautiful. And then afterwards, I thought about it and I was like, I'm never watching this stupid movie again. <laughs> That's okay, too, though, isn't it? I don't know. Is that good? Does that make it a film? Are you sorry you saw it or are you glad yes, you saw it? Yes, a little bit. I... Yeah. Oh, wow. Sad okay. to have not missed it. I would it. like to go back in time and stop myself from uh, watching well, that no. film. There's a whole well, other genre wow. of films that can erase your memory, so... Whatever it is, Glenn's got it. And uh, Erica, <laughs> you, you, get it, you get to pick something different. I do, and I'm excited. Actually, I disagree that all time travel movies are, that the time travel in all time travel movies is sloppy or messed up or or silly, because I bring to the table as exhibit A for a, I think, possibly perfect time travel movie, and that is uh, Los uh, Crimi- Chrono Crimines Time Crimes. Oh. Which I am, I was very glad I appeared before Moises on the list because I was worried I was going to get sniped. This is a Spanish film, and uh, it is it's really spare in terms of there's not a lot of characters, uh, there's not a lot of dialogue. 
it but it treats the time travel as like that is that is the thing in this movie. It's not about character development in 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 a lot of ways. It's not about action and adventure it, for the most part. It's like a middle-aged dude named Hector who he and his wife live are renovating their house and he's uh he's hanging out with his binoculars kind of you know bird watching looking at the forest and he sees a, a young lady take off her t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So when his wife goes off to uh t- to go shopping he investigates and she's on the ground and unconscious and he continues to investigate and he he ends up getting uh, accidentally sort of he doesn't get shoved into a time machine. If I remember correctly, he's startled and falls into a time machine and ends up going. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because I really think people should seek out this movie and watch it. But th- the, there the end house, up being, the house and why's are so much of what make it really good. Yes. There, there end up being multiple versions of him sort of running around the countryside at the same time because of like the amount of time that he gets sent back uh, and things. They do a really good job of um, making it work visually because things keep happening to him where he has to like say wear a bandage on his face or something like that so then you can have a body double come in and still be him and be in the same scene without having to use a lot of expensive trickery because this is not like a super high budget movie the budget was 2.6 million it's also a really good way of keeping track of which him you're looking at Mm -hmm. i feel like as we go here we're going to be delineating different different subgenres of time travel movie yes. which i think is actually fun and time crimes i would almost posit that it is, that there is a subgenre of time travel movie which is the overlap time travel movie mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which is where yes. you're not going into the history or the future you're going yep. into a place where you or your friends or some combination thereof already are in the recent past and therefore you overlap and there's more than one of you. And there are extreme examples of this where it's you go into your own childhood or whatever. And there are also the ones where it's a very uh, temporally constrained overlap. And that can be a lot of fun because then there's like multiple versions of people and which one is which and what do they know? And and, uh, I, I, I do like that kind of thing. So. I mean, you can also go back into the previous movie and uh, exist alongside. You can. Uh, that is that is <laughs> a true. sort of overlap. That is true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like uh, Time Crimes is very much. Somebody sat down and was like, "I want to make a time travel movie that all of the the pieces make sense, all of the loops are completely looped, that there aren't any holes, and that really, like I said, the backbone of this film is the time travel. And it's just sort of delightful to watch. Because, I mean, the main character is just sort of a, a bumbling dude who ends up there by mistake. This is not a scientist who is trying to prove anything. He's not trying to, you know, go back and see dinosaurs or do anything. It's all a, a comedy of errors. And it, I just, it is funny in places. It's also like... Super stressful in some places, too. So uh, if you can find it, I think it might be on Shudder. Um, I definitely recommend Time Crimes. Right, that is my crimes. number Sounds one pick, great. and I'm glad I got it. All right. Take that, Glenn. Movie ah, that you well, maybe haven't even heard of. Moises, it is your <laughs> choice now. I can't say how or why, but I somehow was aware that such a thing could happen as Time Crimes could be sniped from me. So mm-hmm. I made alternate plans. Ah. Excellent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now... There are trilogies, and there are trilogies. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Jason has to be proven wrong, or maybe right, Mm. by my going into the francophone zone. Oh, boy. Is this like when Glenn picks German movies we haven't heard of? No, Jason. (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, I picked a Spanish one. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, uh, as as was discussed earlier, we have covered oh, uh, I know Time what you're Cop doing, yeah. starring the muscles with Brussels. But I'm not picking that movie. No, no, no. Instead, I am choosing 1993's Les Visiteurs, starring Christian Clavier and Jean Reno as 12th century people who go forward in time to the distant uh, future of the late 20th century and have to track down their own descendants to try to get back to 12th century France. Uh, It spawned not just one sequel. Uh, but a third sequel in 2016, um, also co-starring Christine Clavier and Jean Reno. Jean Reno, much better known to Western audiences, uh, but Christine Clavier uh, also was uh, was Asterix in various Asterix and Obelisk movies based on the uh, the very very popular comic books. Um, so uh, so Jason, um, who who professed stated as a fact that going to the future time travel movies are dumb. Yeah, um, I, that's I, not I, what I said. But okay, I, well, I, 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 you know, roll back the tape. I, I said, uh, yeah. I said that they were time travel movies. They're not my. They're not necessarily my cup of tea. If all it is is a mm. person, but then mm. again, if you go way far in the future, it's more interesting than if you go a brief amount in the future. But again, I'm not judging here. Other okay. than is okay. it a time travel movie? Which this absolutely is. Uh, there we go. See, I, I didn't even have to bring out a. a I've fancy never heard lawyer. of this movie either, which is amazing. Mm. And thank you. It's 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 hilarious and silly, and it has uh, it, uh, you know uh, I'm sure that that uh, French uh, film scholars would hate me for comparing it to Monty Monty Python, but uh, you know some of the silliness and slapstickiness mm. it has a similar energy um, and uh, very talented actors and dumb time travel hijinks, and that that for me uh, is what is what made it the pick that could not be sniped. A beautiful, beautiful thing. A movie I've never heard of. Can if, if you've never heard of it, it again? can't be sniped. The Visitors is the English the Visitors. translation. Mm, 1993's The Visitors. The Visitors, uh, followed by uh, The Visitors to the Corridors of Time and The Visitors Bastille Day. I, I should mention, the, the reason it might sound familiar but doesn't sound right is that there was an American remake called Just Visiting, co-starring Christina Applegate. This isn't that. You're not getting. That's still on the board. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I was just mentioning why. Why it's, I've never heard of that, but it, it sounds strangely like something that I've seen. And the remake stars the same Jean Reno and Christian Clavier. They just added Christina Applegate and yeah. nobody saw that one, too. Yeah. What do you mean? But I've seen that. Nobody's seen that either. Nobody's heard of that. Either. <laughs> Annette, uh, you didn't get sniped by Glenn after all. What is I therefore didn't. your I didn't choice? get sniped by anyone. Beautiful. <laughs> Um, so that's fun. I, I'm going to tell you a story about grade seven, Colleen's, my friend Colleen's birthday party. What do you watch at that birthday party? But the most horrifying, scary movie I'd ever seen in my life. And I was not a a, a kid who watched scary movies until (laughs) I met the Terminator. Uh, (laughs) The original Terminator, because uh, I, 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 right. I assume we can't take all the entire series off the table. Nope, it's but, a uh, movie, yes. It is a movie. Um, the whole pulling out his eyeball thing scared the pants off of me, and I couldn't watch it. But I did kind of fall in love with um, good old Arnold ever since then and had a uh, perhaps yen for all of his movies. Um and yeah, I just love everything about it. I, I found like you've got your romance, you've got your, you know, kind of come with me if you want to live sort of energy. <laughs> and 
it blew my little grade seven mind away and I probably shouldn't have been watching it because it was probably too sexy, too scary, too much of everything. And who's Colleen's parents letting all these kids watch the Terminator at a birthday party? I don't know. But I I think it is, uh, I don't know, it set the tone for a lot of things I liked in the future. And I love the time travel aspect of it because you've got these horrifying, scary robot people coming to kill you know and uh it also like you know as you go on you can continue to remake history remake the future remake the present everything's always changing and you don't know what's going on and i know that creates lots of conflicts and and uh it's not consistent it's not tidy but the first it's one's certainly, pretty tidy it it's is actually close it is. it is. It gets messier yeah. as you go along. D- director, um, I never expected this was the film you were going to pick for the first I know, time. I know, right? <laughs> right? It's a good one. I do have yeah. some romances, but uh, like I mean, this, this is one hardcore. Like this is absolutely a romance. So I'm it, not surprised it is at all. The entire yeah. plot is sort of set off by the romance too, but yep. it's of right. course he was set in set from the future by the child that they then conceived uh-huh. in the past. Right. And it's a, the right. backbone of this whole movie is romance. It's all great. Right. What okay. I'm taking right. from this is that we should probably do an Agent of Smooch episode. About this. <laughs> I mean, that's I great. just I just checked. We've covered the Terminator three times on the network so far. You might as well make it four. So, yeah. yeah, we might do as well. It. Okay, challenge accepted. Okay, good. We're Excellent. doing yeah. a Terminator episode. Love, love in the Coming time soon. of Terminators. Just cover all of the Terminator <laughs> movies. No, it's and that, true. I, I'm glad that you made this selection because when you described a. Uh, a sleepover party. Was it a sleepover party in the seventh? It was a sleepover party. In the, in the, in the, oh my god! And seventh uh, grade. Obviously, Jason assumed Star Trek Four. Well, a certain <laughs> other movie that would be appropriate, well, but much I, less scary. I, uh, you, you chose a much better movie than the sleepover party movie involving time travel that I saw in seventh grade, which was Time Rider: The Adventure of Lyle Swan, in which a dirt bike racer <laughs> goes back in what? time and sleeps with his great great grandmother. Oh, <laughs> doctor! Oh, no. Wow. Oh, the Why seventh would you give away your pick it. like that? Anyway, that time Time Rider: The Adventure of Lyle Swan is available if anyone wants to pick it. I will not. Monty, I know Random.org did you dirty. Have you been sniped, or are you okay? I am okay, Jason. All right. Now uh, it's your choice. Before my introduction, let me preface this by saying that I like time travel movies that are about time travel as opposed to mm-hmm. movies that use time travel just to drop somebody in a situation like right. Speaking of most sort of Doctor sub, Who episodes. Right. Some subgenres. Right. Well, until Stephen Moffat was running Doctor Who, at which point they all became about time travel. But I, I right. take your point, which is this. There's like, we can make this about people going to a different time or we can make it like the overlap movies about the twisty turny nature of time travel. And, and that's a that I, I like those two, Monty. Go ahead. Right. So this is the movie that I've seen in the theaters the second most in my life. Uh, the theater, I've, the movie I've seen in theaters most in my life is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I wasn't really watching the movie for most of that, but I was in the theater, so it counts. This is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> it came out in 1989. Before it came out, there were these ads, and all they had was like, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. And my best friend and I fell in love with the ads. We immediately, we were in a role-playing group. We immediately made mages that were based on the way we thought Bill and Ted talked. They were ended up being <laughs> surfing mages. The movie came out. We saw it. We loved it. Um, eventually, it was at a $2 theater, very near my house, right on my way home from college. And I saw that movie 
17 times, I think, because I would just be driving <laughs> home and I'm like, well, it starts in 10 minutes. Pull over. Hello. Let's see Bill and Ted's again. Boom, 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 boom. And the <laughs> the phone booth comes down. And I love this movie to death. Um, And it is so about time travel that it is actually fairly mm. clean in the time travel stuff it does. Like they do the joke where, well, what if we remember to do this later and then the mm. keys will be right here? <gasps> there they are. And then you don't even have to see them complete the loop because, yeah, it's time travel. You know, they did it. Uh, it is a little loose with its historical figures, but so what? It's a comedy. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, an excellent time travel movie. Here, here. Yes. Do you like sniped the part, again. The part at the end, I think, that always gets me is when they're like, oh, we forgot to learn how to be really great musicians, and then they just go and do it. And I kind of, I like that as the Philip on the film that they're like, oh, yeah, that that part, right, okay. Yeah, when yeah. they suddenly remember, oh, that's right, the deadline <laughs> that we've been so worried about the entire movie literally does not make sense because we have a time machine. But that's not a plot <laughs> hole. That's just something that didn't occur to the extremely dumb protagonist exactly. of the movie, <laughs> and that's different. Yep. Excellent. Oh, totally fits. It is an excellent movie. It also has them meeting each other, which I particularly like. When It's when interesting, right? Because he says, what number are we thinking of? And they say, 69, dude. <laughs> When he says, what I number are we thinking of? That's because he already knows they're both thinking the same number. They actually uh -huh. share a brain. This has gone into in the novelization of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which I don't have to time to go into right now, but it's very different from the movie. That's for the uh, David Amante spinoff, the novelizations, which I would actually love to hear, but oh, yeah. I think it would be a good, good series. No, move, yeah, that would be good. That's a great choice, Monty. That was also one of our summer of time travel movies and uh, was a lot of fun. And it's just, it, it is, you're right. Um, it is about time travel. And then also I love the spirit of it, which is like, look, any, like anything can happen in time travel and they use it to be like, there doesn't need to be a complication. Once we need to do something, we just do it. And it makes sense because it's time travel. And I, I appreciate that about it, that it doesn't get twisted in knots about it. It's like, no, it's fine, dude. We will, we'll, in the future, we'll go back and leave the keys right here. And there they are. Beautiful. Let's keep moving on. And, uh, and like Socrates said, be excellent yeah. to each other. Um, okay, my choice now uh, to round up the first round. And I, uh, you know, another subgenre that we love here on The Incomparable, not only me, but I know several other people on this podcast who uh -oh. love this genre. Sorry, Erica. Um, it is the time loop. <laughs> a time loop is a very, a very, very, very tight time travel that repeats. Mm -hmm. But I, but, and so it is a... I would say subgenre of a time travel, uh, of the time travel movie genre. It is the time loop genre. There are a lot of very good movies that have been made in the time loop genre, but the greatest, and I would, I would actually, and I'm going to do this. I am serious. I think one of the great films ever made is 1993's Groundhog Day. Oh, I yeah, absolutely. I think it 100%. is a wonderful, just a beautiful movie. It It is funny. It is silly. It it gets dark for a while there. It it really is an exploration of the meaning of life and how you can improve yourself as a person uh, and how you can connect to other people embedded in a very funny Bill Murray movie. And we've covered it here a bunch of times, too. I, I don't know what else to say about it, except if you've been resisting Groundhog Day all this time. Oh, I don't like Ugh. Bill Murray or I don't like Andy McDowell. I feel you there. I, I totally oh, get yeah, you. Oh, yeah, same. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> still, still the 
best. So I can't with it on the board. I can't let it go by in, in at the end of the first round. So Groundhog Day. Uh, it, uh, you know, I'll pick it again and again and again and again, <laughs> but I'll spare oh, you from that gimmick. I tip my hat. What shows that it's the classic is in any kind of postmodern time loop movie, they will reference Groundhog Day. Yeah. So everyone yes. has a, mm-hmm. a sense of what kind of time loop they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I would like to be the, uh, the recommendation engine and just say, if you like Groundhog Day, you should read How to Write Groundhog Day by Danny Rubin, ah, who yeah. wrote the original idea and the first screenplay and then worked very closely with Bill Murray um, in a sort of the usual insane environment that he uh, surrounds himself with to produce the script. And I actually found it. I was like, well, it's a, you know, it's a Kindle, it's a few bucks, whatever. It'd be a fun read. And it is, I would say, a fantastic read about the guy, the making of the movie, the, the thinking, the philosophy, and it doesn't ruin the film at all to get some of the kind of earlier drafts and thinking about it. So yep. I, I'd say delightful accompaniment. And you know what? If it, if it comes to your town, the Groundhog Day musical is a kick. <gasps> I've oh. seen it. Wow. It's wow. a kick. It's, it was much better than I expected. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. That's the end of our first round, but that's okay. It's a draft. It continues. James, you're back up. Well, I did get sniped by Monty because my next pick was definitely going to be Bill and Ted. Um, So... Uh, For the next movie I thought of, uh, despite it very prominently featuring a time machine, I had to actually check if there was any time travel in the movie. Um, Is it the time machine? No, it's not. (laughs) Although that would be a good choice. I should have written that down. Um, So there is time travel in this movie, but it's only going a few minutes into the past. So on reflection, I will not be picking 1996's Doctor Who movie, uh, despite loving Paul McGann's Doctor a great deal. Uh, instead, it's I'm a TV movie, it. James. It's still a movie. It's still a movie. Yeah, right. especially uh-huh. these days. Are you saying <laughs> yeah. that it's on my it's list? A, it's a pilot, but okay, all right. I mean, whatever. You're not picking it, so we're not going to have this <laughs> outrage. Outrage. Oh, you still might. Uh, Uh, Instead, I'm choosing, as we have stated, the boring but accurate definition of time travel here, uh, in that our hero is cryogenically frozen in 1996 and emerges into the far future utopia of 2032. Uh, It's a much better Judge Dredd movie than the actual Judge Dredd movie. Um, It's an an average sting song. Uh, It is 1993's Demolition Man. Oh, uh, Simon wow. Phoenix! Wow! So, wow! So mm. Sylvester Stallone is uh, put on ice for messing up uh, a, a police job, and eventually gets thawed out because his nemesis from 1996, Simon Phoenix, played by noted tax miscreant Wesley Snipes, um, escapes, <laughs> and the future just doesn't know how to handle an actual criminal. 
And Sly is aided by Sandra Bullock, who's very conveniently fascinated by 20th century culture. And she kind of introduces him to what the future has become. And in this utopia, pretty much everything fun is outlawed, um, including having sex and apparently toilet paper. And (laughs) there is an underground, disturbingly libertarian resistance led by Dennis Leary playing Dennis Leary. And I think the film plays slightly differently in 2023, but I still find it funny. And it's just kind of, uh, it's back when 90s action stars would do weird films that were not like, didn't seem to be guaranteed box office. I kind of think of it as a a companion piece to The Last Action Hero. Um, And yeah, we never did find out about The Three Seashells, but I love this movie. (laughs) I wish I would have put this on my list, but the person, you know, gets frozen and goes to the future. I, I I never even considered those as time travel movies simply because that's time travel in the same way that literally every film ever made is time travel because he's only traveling in the future one second per second. I actually thought James was going to pick Encino Man at one point. Yeah, I, I thought Idiocracy. He, he is. Yeah, I thought I, Idiocracy I, or Planet of the Apes. But yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, I, I would argue on on James's behalf that uh, that he is held in stasis, so he uh, he doesn't go through a portal. He doesn't, um, you know, sit in a chair. Um, are, are we going to argue about the mechanics of how our time machines I, yeah. work? Because no, I'm, he I'm gets into a time, time machine, machine. And went to sleep in time travel. I feel movie. I feel like if you are a person out of time because you were frozen, it is still time travel of a sort. Like I said, maybe not my favorite, maybe one of the more boring as ways of of time travel, but <laughs> I think still makes sense. And and can I you know I absolutely am going to allow it. I'm going to also insert here one of my very favorite Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies is a uh, Planet of the Apes knockoff called Time of the Apes, in which uh, people get frozen into a far future where apes rule the planet, and it ends with them getting back in their freezers uh, and returning to the present, which I love because it's like it makes no, it's not a time That's machine. Time it was just a freezer, <laughs> but who cares? I will now be arguing that Sleeping Beauty is also a time ah, travel. Okay. I mean, under these circumstances, it 100% is if you're counting Demolition the, the, Man. The world that Sleeping Beauty wakes up into is identical, identical. to the world she went to sleep exactly. in. Exactly. And, and oh, that's yeah, why that's there we go. It that is, is not a, a time travel movie. It's a Rejecting. boring time travel movie. Nobody picks sleep. <laughs> cross Sleeping Beauty off your lists, everybody. Uh, that, would be, that would be like arguing Galaxy Quest is a time travel movie because at one point they travel 13 seconds into the future. Yeah. It's a, it's on a bunch of lists, I saw. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, it's a I time would, I would also not. Yes, there is a time travel moment mm-hmm. in that movie, and it's a great movie, but it's not a time travel movie. James, I've never seen this movie. Um, oh, it's fun. I, I don't know how it would be to watch it now. Mm. Uh, but It's fun. In our 21st century dystopia. I mean, it, it's well. There is that aspect to it. I mean, I think it, it's just seeing like Sylvester Stallone in Judge Dredd and seeing this. This has the tone a lot better than I would want from the um, just the, the the future in quotes utopia and stuff. It it's fun. All right. I watched it not all that long ago, maybe five, six, seven years, and I still enjoyed it. But I don't know about watching it for the first time now. You're I, right. It might be dicey. I, I think that the, the, the Dennis Leary's kind of libertarian fighting <laughs> against the government, <laughs> I think it's just going to play really differently, especially in 2023. Mm. There's some fun satire about brands and mm-hmm. marketing in it that I think holds and up I really think well. That, yes. There's two versions of the movie because I think outside the US it's different brands. <gasps> Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. 
wild stuff. So, well, outside outside the U.S., is it still Taco Bell as the no? Premier? I think it's not Taco Bell. That's what? Oh. Yeah, it's a different. I need to look this up. It's definitely but, different. Holy yeah. moly! Weird. That's kind of see, product placement for you. Is that this mm-hmm. is the future? So the only restaurant is Taco Bell. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, Glenn, it's your choice. Wow, I expected to be more sniped by now, and I haven't been, so I have a plethora of choices. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go with the polar opposite of my first round, which was very romantic, and go with 12 Monkeys, which is not very romantic hey. at all. <laughs> now you sniped me, Glenn. No. Oh, <laughs> see, this is so surprising. Um, I thought uh, 12 Monkeys has kind of a, uh, uh, you know, there's that loop thing we talked about, but it's also, there's a perfection of, of motion of it, and there's something kind of perfectly uh this that kind of goes whip 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 along you watch this kind of rolling action you see something building then you realize how misdirected you were and then it all comes around again and it's just um the film in which it's based on is obviously beautiful uh and it's um although much more minimal right it's like a series of images and i think um this great bruce willis role it's got uh just the whole thing the milieu of the film the wonderment when you see certain things going on, the you know the post-COVID or, or, or post-massive <laughs> pandemic feelings you get now when you think about it versus even a few years ago. Uh, I think it, I think Twelve Monkeys uh, it tells a good story. You know there was some kind of uh, uh, global epidemic that wiped out most of humanity, but that presentation almost Brazil-like in its nature, like uh, Terry mm-hmm. Gilliam Brazil-like, um, but not. Uh, so, so also ridiculous, like his going into the past, he's put into this weird sort of pneumatic tubey thing and it goes, whoop, you know, and he said, it's like, all right, fine, whatever. Um, but there's a st- almost parody like stylization of the future that seems like you're, are we in kind of a joke movie? Is this going to be funny in some way? Somehow is he, has he lost his mind and we're seeing inside his mind because it seems kind of Alice in Wonderlandish, And then now it turns into, um, I think very quickly, like a very pragmatic film about you know some aspects of animal rights and predestination whatever so 12 monkeys amazing film from beginning to end okay snipe me yep. Glenn. Snipe that me. was this on is... my list but it yeah. was way down because terry oh. gilliam films just usually don't work for me this is the one i can yeah. stand the most exactly <laughs> I, I love i love this movie and i will say also i love its take on time travel which mm. i think is one of the <laughs> again i will remind everybody of the the time cop paradigm but i will say that i think the two most logical time travel conceits are either that everything already happened and will happen mm-hmm. exactly the same way and you can't change anything or it's the you go back in time and make a change but what you you're not changing the present you're creating a a, a a split a parallel that happens from there 12 monkeys is very much the first of those you can't change time that's not how time mm-hmm. travel works there uh, some of my uh, favorite time travel movies are in this paradigm and 12 monkeys is yes i i i actually sort of agree with erica I mean, I like more ter- Terry Gilliam movies than Erica does, clearly. But this is <laughs> this is the most. Yes, I I, I do love Brazil. Uh, this is uh, uh, in some ways uh, among the most palatable of them in that way. Um, it's more accessible than yeah. than a lot of the rest, and it yeah. doesn't feel quite as cynical. Although it's still really cynical. Yeah, it, it's got this very it's um, personal 
This very <laughs> personal thing, though, too, which I think we all have probably experienced is it's the um, I used to be said, you know, the son is the parent of the father or whatever. The child is the parent of the adult, as we all know, kind of what we were like when we were younger and what we become. And we look back and we see things that made us what we are. And this film says, let's take that literally and horribly about why your life kind of went into the you know, oh, but it's but I think it's I think it becomes even though it's presented as this traumatic event he witnessed as a child. And then we find out how it circles back. It still uh, has that sense of being very personal and very emotional. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, this was totally not planned. But Sunday morning breakfast, we watch Red Dwarf. And I happened to watch the episode Ouroboros uh, mm, just mm-hmm. before I recorded this, which is where L- Dave Lister finds out he was actually his own father. So oh, it's it really sweet. Hard. It's a really sweet episode. I remember crying when I realized what the plot point was. In that. I don't think it's that sweet, but I did enjoy oh. it. <laughs> one more. One mo- no, I wasn't crying for the whole Turns it was just a weird, immediately. It was, it was just weird timing is all I got to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, enough of Glenn now. And Erica, you basically have the floor <laughs> anyway. So why don't you pick a right. time travel movie? I will pick a time travel movie. And I will say that like, I have had to rearrange my list a little bit because when it comes down to it, I tend to be, the in my own brain, the most strict about things. Like I probably wouldn't have even put Groundhog Day on my list simply because like the iterative movies, I just, in my brain, I never really slotted into time travel. It's like a totally separate category. But I think, Jason, you're right. It is a, a subcategory of time travel movies. So therefore, my list has readjusted and I am picking an iterative movie that we have talked about on The Incomparable before. Uh, Actually, it was episode 485 entitled Iterative Movies Are My Jam, which I believe was a line I said on the podcast because I love them so much. And that was the episode where we talked about Edge of Tomorrow. And as much as I am not a huge Tom Cruise fan, I freaking love this movie. It is, it's also a war movie, which I don't generally like, but I freaking love this movie. I feel like the way that they handle the the iterations, this this person who does not want to be a soldier gets stuck being a soldier and doesn't know what he's doing and keeps going through the same thing. And he remembers what happened, but nobody else does until he meets somebody else who has gone through sort of this same thing. And of course, it's a, you know, super hot, uh, you know, lady warrior who's way better than he is and, and is able to then train him. Um, because he's not really good at things. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's um, <sighs> go back and listen to the incomparable episode about all of the reasons that I love it so much. Um, but I think also sometimes those movies have trouble, like I have trouble at the end because sometimes it's, it's hard to land the ship when you are when you're doing the iterations. And I feel like with Groundhog Day, it is it's really elegant and lovely because they never actually explain the time travel mechanism. And that is nice. Whereas here they do. And some people sort of see it more as a cop out, but I think it's perfect. Uh, it's it's all based on alien blood. <laughs> and and, and to me, always. that's the kind of that's the kind of hand wavy nonsense where it's like, yeah, alien blood, it can do that thing. And uh, and you actually end up with a, a pretty, I think, for me, satisfying and happy ish ending uh, at the end of the film where you get to see, you know, Tom Cruise and, and Emily Blunt uh not dying horribly as you have to see many many times throughout this movie watch them getting killed over and over um yeah and it also has like a moment where the they sort of have figured out the iterative process and realize oh wait a thing just happened that means that the iterations are all done now we have to make it all the stakes way through have happened now there mm-hmm. are stakes now Yep, exactly. So, you know, it takes a bunch of the aspects of the iterative movie that I like and sort of rearranges them in ways that I hadn't seen before. And I really enjoyed it. It was very pretty, too. 
So you totally sniped me Crossing with that pick. That off my <laughs> list. Yep. I, I, what I, I like about this, I do not like Tom Cruise as a person. He's really charming as an actor. But yeah. I, what I like about this is the movie does its best to kill him in a variety of gruesome and comedic <laughs> ways, like a sort of wily uh-huh. coyote in uniform. And it's just so fun. Yeah. And he's not particularly likable, which is great. <laughs> He learns at least somewhat, right? Like not uh-huh. not Bill yeah, Murray I, level of learning, but he does no, no, learn no. I and mean, grow a bit. He at least he uses his time loop uh, to gain military uh, experience rather than be a creepy dude who learns everything about his date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True, and how to play piano. <laughs> yes, that, that's part mm-hmm. of the progression that Bill Murray has to do, though. But yes, it is mm-hmm. tr- it, yep. it is true. But but yeah, this is a uh, yeah definitely high on my list too. And I figured, Erica, you'd go back to the iterations. Oh yeah, indeed. All right. Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. Sure, whatever. Edge of Tomorrow. Sure. Um, I almost said that, but I didn't. It's your choice. It's not called Live, Die, Repeat, by the way. It's not. It's not. In the online video catalogs, it's Edge of Tomorrow colon Live, Die, Repeat. Yes. (laughs) Okay. If you wanted to tack that on, you can, but Edge of Tomorrow, that's the name. Moises, it's your choice. What do you have? Well, once again, uh, protected by tactics that I will not reveal so as to not create a paradox, uh, thus endangering all of reality. Um, my, my next choice, uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, there are trilogies and there are trilogies and often I feel that the third installment in, in a trilogy doesn't always get its due, um, because people just see it as the wrap up. They don't all win Oscars like Return of the King. Um, this film I feel like also didn't get the audience that it deserved because of the time in which it came out and that is Bill and Ted face the music. <laughs> the bookend to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, which catches up with our titular heroes, uh, fully middle-aged and with kids, and having not yet saved the world with music. Um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's a return uh, of, um, of beloved death, uh, as played by, uh, by Bill Sadler. Yeah. Um, it just uh, wonderful cameos that could be done and wonderful references to beloved characters that were no longer with us by the time that they made it. Um, it, it it's, it's a movie that I really sincerely wish that more people had gotten to see it. If you've seen the original movie, um, fine, uh, you know, believe, believe in, in the, the, the second movie was cursed and why watch it thing and just skip to the third one if you need to. Um, but but I honestly feel that uh, that the whole trilogy is worth watching. Um, but uh, Bogus Journey already has its host of defenders. Um, but but face the music, uh, it just got lost because it came out in the middle of the the early heat of the pandemic. Yeah, um, and and I'll be one of those defenders. I think that the second movie, although not you know not quite as good as the first movie, but it's got some incredible high points, especially William Sadler as death. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, don't, I, I will, I will say no more, but those, that, that whole trilogy, I think, uh, worth a revisit. Don't skip ahead. Watch the second one too. You, you might yeah. like it. Read the novelization to the second one. It's a whole different movie. Whole different movie. <laughs> well, they probably based it on like a screenplay draft, right, Monty? Isn't that what they usually I do think there? So, they yeah, hand, but they hand the screenplay draft to the novelist, and then they uh, and then they totally change the screenplay sometimes. And the novelist is like, yeah. "Okay, here's my novel." And they're, and like, they're like, "Whatever." Could we change the no- nah. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
All right, Bill and Ted face the music. That's two Bill and Ted's. Uh, there are trilogies, and then there are trilogies. Annette, it is your time to shine. Yes, well, Monty and Moises knock two of my top choices off right there. Um, I'm not picking the second one, even though I would still defend it. I just don't hold it beloved yeah. in the same way as the other two. It's not that time travel either. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really remember it because I didn't know. What watch time it is that hell? Often. Yeah, what, what time, time is, is hell? the other <laughs> True. Anyways, it, I'm gonna eternity. go back because I'm like, I don't understand you people, but Terminator two also something okay. that i love a lot <laughs> dang it Annette. Annette's picking rise of the machine Look, I, uh, <laughs> i'll just go keep going down the list there with terminator movies but uh it's a really different movie and i think i believe i was on the incomparable episode about it at you some were. time yep yeah and uh it's a, it's like a different genre completely from the first one and it is delightful and i aspired to be linda hamilton slash sarah connor of that era because she was like kicking butt and was so awesome in that movie in you know her transformation of her character and then you get that expanded universe of more time travel you bring in a villain who's not a villain and I don't know. It's just great. Go watch it if you haven't. Everyone who hasn't, everyone should watch that movie. So my initial so, response was going to be: Is Terminator Two as time travelly as the original Terminator movie? But my answer, and then I thought about it, and I thought actually yes, it is because mm-hmm. in addition to having Terminator set from the future and all of that, what you have is the the legacy of the part of the Terminator yeah, that was yeah. left behind mm-hmm. and the scientist who is going to invent Skynet. And not only do they know the date of Judgment Day, but the there's a whole plot with the poor doomed scientist who is using the Terminator technology to build what will become Skynet. And that is as exactly. time travel as it gets, right? We know your future and have to stop it is as time travel as it gets. But also they wouldn't have created been able to create that technology without the time travel yes. in the first yes. place Yes, the terminator mm-hmm. sent back it's, to destroy skynet mm-hmm. is the creation of skynet it's amazing it's so good yes yeah. and and joe morton gotta love joe, joe morton yeah. very good right like just yeah, yeah. great part any film yeah as the poor tragically doomed scientist okay annette you got all the Terminator. <laughs> well there's more terminator movies no, but there's you got more the, there are lots you got the, you I got have the one most more essential. on my list you can this guess is, which one it is you this is amazing to me but i like when you play against type it's good it's yeah see good. this isn't against type you just don't know annette all that well. i was like i, I have a lot not. of sides so i'm gonna go on to Mon- <laughs> monty here so annette uh, i just want to i just want to mention offhandedly that there will be a third round okay you're supposed to say, I'll be back. Anyway. I'll, oh, I'll <laughs> oh. be back. <laughs> Thank I'm you. sorry, Jason. Thank you. It's I'll okay. I'll be back. It's okay. Thanks for joining so- us, Annette. Sorry. Feel free to edit this. Like, I got yeah. that joke. Sorry. I'll be back. <laughs> it's very Canadian Terminator. Uh, Monty, it's your choice. <laughs> um, well, I do have some really fun edge case picks, but I'm going to go with Primer, possibly the yeah. most time travel movie. Uh Primer, of course, is a very low-budget movie in which two dudes invent time travel. They can go back a certain amount of time and no farther, and then it examines the trouble they can get into with that. Um, I don't want to say any more than that. <laughs> yep. They do explain how it works, but it's in a scene where the audio is very bad because there's a fountain nearby mm-hmm. and they didn't re-record it. So you have no idea what happened in that scene. Um, I love Primer. I think it's a really fun movie to watch and a fun movie to argue about. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, you've sniped me. Uh, 
So thank mm-hmm. you for that. But it's it's that's fine because uh, one of my favorites is uh, is out here. It is a low budget movie. It feels like a low budget movie. Um, it is. It has its rules for time travel and it sticks with them, uh, which I love. Uh, it's not quite Twelve Monkeys rigorous, but it is rigorous in its own way about how the time travel works in it. And I, I, what I love most about that movie is that every time I see it, I get more confused about what's happening. And I consult <laughs> the internet where somebody has done a diagram of what happens, and it still doesn't really. I make think that sense. diagram is wrong. I, I also agree. It's I think messy. It, I think it, I think it is wrong, but. Um, but I think if you've not already seen this movie, which, which is supposed to be pronounced primer, but nobody does not. And the director nope. <laughs> gave up and also he's kind of a creep, but that's okay. Just go see yeah. the movie because it, it is a, it, it's, it's worth seeing if you haven't seen it just to experience the full on. I feel like maybe this movie captures the, uh, how, how ridiculous time travel would be if it really existed uh, mm-hmm. very well, which is completely ridiculous. Like, just yeah. your brain can't cope. Like, just go watch Time Cop afterward, and then you'll be like, oh, yeah. Whenever yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. something weird happens to people in a movie, and they're like, oh, no, we're in fairyland, and we don't know the rules, I always want them to spend an hour figuring out the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do this? Can I do this? Can you do that? And, and that's what Primer does. Right, because they're yeah. engineers who've created this thing, and they're trying to figure out what the rules are in it, and, and it's got a very clever... Yeah, the, the the premise of how the time machine works and how you get from point B to point A is uh is really well done because it puts some limitations on it, but also the whole plot pivots on it. It's it's yeah, it's it's one of my my very favorites. Yeah, it's definitely a time travel movie where if you are a fan of time travel movies, it's worth watching. You won't want to go back in time and get those couple of hours back, uh, like I said for earlier movies. <laughs> but I, I ended up not liking it a whole lot, in part because the characters are all jerks. Yeah. And that just doesn't do yeah, it for yeah. me. But the time traveliness and the, you know, the engineering, how do we solve this problem? How it, really interrogating the premise of yes. the time travel that they created. I, I like that a lot. It's a puzzle of a movie. Yes. Sure. David Reese once said that all great movies are either puzzles or dreams. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to share that. It's a great line. Interesting. That's a good line. That's nice. Uh, all right. Down to me for round two. I am going to pick a uh, what would seem like an obvious choice for me to pick, which is a Star Trek movie. Oh, that's hmm. my next one. Uh, but maybe not the one you're <laughs> thinking <which> of. <laughs> Ooh, because one of my Exciting. one of my very favorite uh, a, a Star Trek movie that I rank so highly that I think only Star Trek Two is rated higher in my esteem than this film, and it's close. Is Star Trek First Contact, yeah. in which the crew oh, okay, of the good, Enterprise good. Ha- is forced by a Borg time incursion to go back in time to the moment just before the Vulcans are going to make first contact with the humans. It's post-World War III. Everything's a mess. Uh, Zephram Cochran is about to make his first warp flight. It's James Cromwell. He's delightful. Uh, they're like, oh, you're an important historical figure. And he's like, actually, I'm a drunk and a failure. <laughs> Get out of here. Get off my lawn. And they have to make it work. Uh, and some great uh, work with Alfred Woodard and Patrick Stewart, who get to have some very dramatic scenes. And also all of the uh, stuff that's happening on the Enterprise ratchets up the tension. But it is a time travel movie. I also enjoy, this is not a subgenre, but one time travel uh, trope that I enjoy is when you travel from one 
fictional future to a different part of the fictional future, yeah. not to our present day. So they're they're traveling to our future from further up in the future. That's really fun too. And I love the scenes in terms of time travel in that movie. I love the scenes with James Cromwell where he is absolutely like Jordy at one point says to him, Oh yeah, there's a statue over here. And I went to, I went to Zephyr Cochran middle school says uh, another crew person. And, and, and like he is horrified and he literally, he tries to run away because he does not want to face being a historical figure because he's just a dude who's tinkering with this ICBM and turning it into a spaceship and inventing faster than light travel. Uh, it is, yeah, it's up there with Star Trek two for me, a great movie. I love it. Um, and, uh, that's my choice. First, contact. I mean, I'm also crossing that off my list. It's just a little bit lower down. All right. That's nice. That's uh, nice. Now, the, well, uh, Erica, the line must be drawn here, here, mm. this far, no further. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And let's move back up to the top of the line for a third thank, round. Thank goodness we are going further. Yes, that's right. Well, I, Annette said she'd be back eventually. So, <laughs> James, it's your choice. Well, I've got I've got a number here, and some of them are too obvious. And we've done quite a lot of time loop movies, and I. So I'm going to pick something that I can 100% guarantee that nobody else is going to pick. So I'm just leaving the rest on the board for everybody else. Um, this is a Bollywood movie. And like many Bollywood movies, um, the film is like three hours long. Uh, so I, I will set the scene. Uh, this movie is called Love Story 2050, and it, come, it came out in 2008. And I saw it once then. I have not seen it since. So all this plot is coming out of a very dim part of my brain. Anyway, the idea for the first half of the movie, it's modern day, boy meets girl, they fall in love, they have a whole, you know, romantic uh, comedy film arc. She is then killed in a traffic accident. Uh, it is then revealed that um, her uncle, I think it was, um, has invented a time machine. And so you would think a time machine, well, clearly the thing you do, you go back a day and you prevent the traffic accident. You know, it will be a short movie, but there you go. What actually happens is our, our hero decides that he is going to travel to the year 2050 to find her reincarnated self instead. <laughs> <laughs> where where she has become the biggest pop star yep. of in the world. Yeah, I was about to say, just wait, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she uh, played by Priyanka Chopra, who is uh, reasonably well known in the West, and a whole bunch of people who aren't. Um, and then the movie becomes a cross between Terminator, Star Wars, um, AI, with singing and dancing, including singing and dancing robots and all manner of things. 
it is the most I just, I just kept watching this movie and it just kept my jaw just kept getting lower and lower as as this movie continued <laughs> and I'm not saying that this is a good movie I would probably say this is a bad movie but it's a movie that you should watch <laughs> is it a good movie not really is it incredibly entertaining yes I'm glad that somebody else on this, I'm glad that somebody else has seen this movie, at least. Because Jason would accuse me of making this up, as I have well, been accused of when, 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 when you said Bollywood, I was like, this this guy time traveled to counteract my time travel to find out that I had Aditya 369 on my list. But no, instead you picked the Priyanka Chopra movie that was that was very heavily influenced, some would say ripped off of, the other movie. <laughs> <laughs> that had a much larger budget and uh, sure looked looked much more uh, um, fancy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is the the it's the sort of last act introduction introduction of a Darth Vader figure <laughs> from from nowhere. Um, it, it's 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 fun. Okay. Wow. Well, everybody cross that off your list. Nobody has it on Yes. <laughs> Good job, James. You, you, you still us. have 27 years to see it you until the, the events of the movie mm-hmm. happen. You get the triple stumper there. Glenn, it is your time to pick a third movie. Well, how much do you feel like doing uh, rules lawyering, Jason? I mean, not a lot of rules lawyering, I mean, but I like don't, a little I don't bit. love it, but I'll do it if I have to. I, in order to keep part of it. Part of it is I'm not sure if I have the answer here, but it's a movie I really like, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it up and we'll talk about it. The Lake House. Okay. With, it's uh, on my keep, list. Keep, it's on your list? Yep. All right. All right. Well, so- I'm crossing it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, two pe- so, it's two people in different time frames who exchange messages, right? So the messages okay. are traveling well, mailbox. in time. a time machine. The mailbox. Yeah. Well, it's funny yeah. though. Well, yes. It's just, but because they're perfectly offset in time. Yeah. All right. But there's nope. questions about how it all travel, works. Messages do. Communication between two different mm. time frames is time travel yep. of a sort, I would say. So you get it. Sure. The- it's almost an Ansible, but not quite. Because mm-hmm. Ansible, I guess, is space. Ansible mailbox. Well, but space but is time. Still, sort of. Ansible mailbox. Anyway. There's the episode Ooh, title. space is time. <laughs> this really oh, opens up. Hold on. Let's no, no, it's not, that, not that kind. Um, not that kind. Not that kind. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a great vehicle for Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, who have, I think, really uh, a terrific relationship in this film they're separate for most of it and there's i think one of the that's an incredibly sweet move, moment in the film is when they meet kind of out of time he has figured out who she is she doesn't know yet that she's going to meet him and they dance together and i think it is this incredibly beautiful really mm-hmm. strange moment that's the crux of the film and and so the, the conceit is that he is selling a house that was built by his father um uh, kind of with his it's complicated architecture, father-son relationship with Max von Sydow as his uh, as his father. It's very it's a it, they go into a lot of depth of it in the movie with not as much payoff. The relation the uh, the romance is the big payoff. But anyway, he he's selling the lake house, this house with no bathroom, somehow uh, that's completely open and full of glass <laughs> on a lake. Um, it has no bathroom and no closets, and yet there is an attic somehow in it. And uh, and Sandra Bullock has her fiance has ostensibly bought it, and she moves into it, and so it's a uh, or she winds up buying it, I should say. And so it's a very complicated little, um, she doesn't really buy it, actually. She's sort of given it. Very complicated little thing. But they have a mailbox where uh, he writes a letter that's ostensibly to the next tenant 
and then they start an exchange across about two years, and it has a great little looping element that's very bittersweet. Um, but I think it's a sweet story. I think it's told very well. Um, I went in depth on it with uh, Julia Scott and AJ Knox on Chick Flicks. Chick Flick Fix, say that five times fast, mm. episode 43. Um, and so, love the film. Not like Speed. It's not like Speed at I all. I mean, Annette, put that down for, uh, for your agents of smooch. She's never so. seen yes. it. I've, I, I was getting grief sweet. because I haven't seen it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It'll happen. We'll and I love happen. Keanu. It's Yantabra. really... It's a it's a sweet. I mean, it's kind of great that they did this movie and they did Speed because it's a, you know you get the contrast. But I think they have incredible chemistry. I'm not sure Sandra Bullock always they kind of have paired her sometimes against people where she's doing a, the best she can, but they don't have that on screen thing. I think, and I I love her in almost everything she's in, and he is always I think charming in nearly everything. But the two of them together, I feel like there's a real uh, you sort of believe that this love could actually transcend time because the connection seems kind of unreal. So they're. We just uh, need to have a movie night, Annette. That's all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, TV episodes of all time is an adaptation of a story called A Message from Charity that was in the new mm. Twilight Zone. And that is about a kid in the modern day who um, can basically communicate to a girl who is in the uh, in like the 1600s in the same town. Oh. Uh, and it is it is actually a romance that is, of course, tragic because they are separated by time. Uh, so, yeah, totally time travel. It works. Erica, it's your time. It is my time it's your to time. shine. To uh, shine. Yeah, or as, not, as you choose. Or, oh, oh, you mean I could just pass? To travel. I, I'm not, not going to do that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So I was worried that you were going to snipe me, um, Jason, because you mentioned Star Trek. And I will say mm. that... Uh, that like my favorite kind of time travel films, as we have discussed, are the ones that are really about time travel. And, you know, when it's just taking characters and popping them into another place, that can be fun and interesting, but that's not necessarily my favorite type of time travel movie. But when you add in characters that I really, really like mm. from other stuff and they are going back into time uh, for whatever reason and having a delight and they and, and it's fun and it's warm. Anyway, I'm picking uh, Star Trek for the voyage home, as mm. you probably guessed. I just it, the time travel is not necessarily like the, the movie hangs on the time travel. Yes. Like They have to go back in time to to get the, the, whales. the whales. So that yeah. is. Yeah, so the, like I'm not arguing that this is a, an iffy pick in terms of the time travel. I'm just saying that it doesn't necessarily fit into what I usually go toward um, because the things about this movie that I love so much aren't actually the time travel uh, as much as the character's reaction to the time travel, which to me, there's a, you know, it's splitting hairs, but it's still a difference. So seeing characters, it's not just a movie where I'm coming in and here you're being introduced to these characters and now they are going back in time to a time that you, I as a viewer recognize and isn't that interesting. These are characters that I know quite well because I have been seeing them doing things in their own time for many years uh, and I think that adds an extra layer of just intensity with the the emotion and the way that I uh, resonate with the character's reaction to being in, you know, not actually present day uh, for me anymore, but present day for a time I was alive. And I think that that watching characters that I know so well do all of the things like try to ride the bus and go to museums and and all the kinds of, you know, eat Italian food. It's it's just a bunch of basic stuff that I think I would enjoy in 
other movies as well with, you know, characters that I just met at the beginning of the movie. But the fact that I know all of these folks so well uh, added just this extra burst of warm fuzziness in my heart that just makes me enjoy the film. And I love the fact that they didn't make it grim dark, which obviously they wouldn't. That would have been a weird choice to make. But uh, the the warmth of this movie is it is really up there with my favorite Star Trek movies and my favorite time travel movies. It was pretty high on my list. And I'm really surprised and happy to not have been sniped mm. for picking the one with the whales. The one with the whales. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's got great. It. I, I love it. It is your you you describe it exactly right. I think the difference too is you've got a bunch of familiar characters from a science fiction series that, who then are walking yep. around in present day, uh, the present day and commenting on it. And I think that that yep. is you know that's it's not like the, these are you know it, meet this person from the future. Oh, now he's in the present. It's not like that. It's like literally Mr. Yep. Spock is walking around San Francisco in mm-hmm. in uh, 1984 six. 1986, yeah. Or wait, so, it came out in 86. I'm not yeah. sure exactly where they went. No, to. that's I mean present day, yeah, right? Yeah, it is 86. It's, it's all that mm-hmm. all that matters. So, uh, yeah, that, it's it's delightful. I I really had to flip a coin between that and First Contact, but I do like First Contact a little bit more. I'm glad I'm glad the coin yeah. landed the way it did because then we both get to be happy. Yeah, I agree. Moises, it's your choice. What about trilogies well, anyway? Um, <laughs> you know there there uh, there are other movies from trilogies that uh, that I could pick that still haven't been picked. Uh, some that I'm, I'm surprised and actually we may get hate mail for nobody Same. picking back to the future if we don't get all the way through. <laughs> or, 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 or did we? Steven actually made a joke about nobody picking that because we're us is the way he put uh, yeah, it. <laughs> I, you know, everybody gets back to the future. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I got a couple of, you know, ooh, clever, uh, picks and that sort of thing that I, that I could have gone with, but I felt like, uh, with this being the last proper pick before presumably we do a bring out your dead. Um, I would pick one that I really wish a whole lot of people would go see, and I have recommended it, um, if not on the mothership, on Agents of Smooch at some point. I know that I have uh, been one of many people to go, Annette, you've got to see this, Annette, you've got to see this. Um, and that is 2021's Long Weekend, starring Finn Wittrock and Zoe Chow. Um, it, it begins with this guy named Bart. His life has kind of fallen apart. He meets this woman named Vienna. They have an interesting little interaction, and there's only so much that I want to get into, and um, and I, I don't even I don't even want to spoil. Uh, ooh, mm, time travel takes place in this movie, mm. or it doesn't, and that's part of the journey of the movie. And um, there is a question as to as to whether someone in this movie is a time traveler or not. Um, and it's funny and it's romantic and it has uh, moments of, of real existential drama in it. And uh, it's got a great uh, supporting cast, Damon Wayans Jr., Casey Wilson, uh, both from Happy Endings, uh, Wendy McClendon Covey from uh, Reno 911, the inimitable Jim Rash from Community. Um, it, it is just this little indie movie that was made for half a million dollars and it's 90 minutes long, came out March of 2021. And uh, went straight to streaming along with a billion other things. And, uh, and I wish people would go see it because it is, it is, on the one hand, a lovely uh, romance. And like, like but unlike Time Crimes is, uh, is a, a time travel movie that really does not depend on any special effects at all. And is just um, it, people telling the story of the human experience with time travel as an element, a crucial element. 
of the movie. I don't, I don't want to get rules lawyered, you know, thrown out of court. Um, so uh, you'll have to promise me, uh, you'll, have to, uh, you'll have to believe my promise that, uh, that this is indeed a time travel movie because to go into further detail would spoil elements of the film that I don't want to spoil or cause a paradox or both. That's okay. I mean, I think I will take it. Look, we the, I, now that we're near the end of the third round, and and then we're going to go to bring out your dead. I'll just say, movie a movie about time travel, where time travel is important to the fabric of the movie, but it's a question about whether time travel is real or not. Is still a movie about time travel, right? Totally. So, mm-hmm. yes, we had that we had that conversation. Lauren and I had that conversation earlier today about. Uh, safety not guaranteed hmm. which, I was which is a yeah. movie for a very long time the question is is this a movie uh, with time travel in it or just a movie about a person who very much believes in time travel i would argue it's still a time travel movie either way um as long as time travel is central okay long weekend it's on the list now thank you moises moving on annette you have one more shot i do rise uh, of the machines <laughs> genesis <laughs> Or uh, a different movie that doesn't involve Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dark Fate. See, I remember Nightlums. Mm. I am going to change it up because okay. I would just, sec- I'm going to second Long Weekend, which I did watch because Moises, yes. Moises tells me to watch things a lot. I did watch that and it is a time travel movie and it is, it's really interesting take on on it. And I'm going to pull out a little soapbox now and stand on it and be like, okay. I don't pick a lot of romance ones because one of the problems with romance and time travel is often it's about person A goes back in time to like put the perfect circumstances uh, in to woo mm. person B. Repeat, repeat, repeat. The worst offender, in my opinion, being the time traveler's wife, yeah. uh, which is like he goes back to her childhood and grooms her up into the perfect wife anyways and it's um, a flaw yeah. that goes back to the book too yes it's yeah. a flaw in the book yeah, but becomes the book. In, in problematic the, I, I like i like the book a lot but uh i think the the you what you have to accept is that he has no control over where he's traveling mm-hmm. to it's a slaughterhouse five mm-hmm. kind of situation and and but still yeah but I think and I think it becomes more apparent when you see it on film because you're yes. seeing like an older naked man coming, seeing with an actual you know, anyways, young girl. Yeah. I'm not here yep. yeah. to talk about that movie. Nope. I'm going to talk about one that is much more fun, starring one of my favorite people, Jennifer Garner. I Ooh. think it could be pr- like maybe oh. Ah, oh. It's on my list. Is it time travel, but mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go 13 going on 30 because yeah. she is 13 gets sprinkled with magic dust yep. and wakes up being 30 and it is this delightful movie where Jennifer Gardner plays this adult 13 year old and I love it and learns a lot of lessons about herself and her mm-hmm. love goes back and it affects her whole life and her choices oh, going forward and uh, Lauren, Lauren and I had this conversation uh, minutes before this podcast began which was she said is is uh are, are, are the movies that are in that genre, because again, this is another subgenre of not time mm-hmm. travel movies, which is the uh, the bigs, right? Like, like yes. uh, Tom Hanks. It's like, well, he doesn't, he just gets a big body. And then we're like 13 going on 30. And it's like, well, I mean, she does. I said it's very limited because it's just her, her, it's just her consciousness moving forward for, and technically yeah. into the place like, 
so here's the thing. Technically, she could have also been 30 and got hit on the head with a coconut and forgotten everything since she was 13 and then be surprised by it and the movie would be very similar. However, at the end, she goes back to being 13 and changes her life based on what she's learned. Mm-hmm. And that wraps it up as a time Case closed. Movie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, if you. I had a gavel, I'd, 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 uh, I'd pound it right now. But yes, it is a time travel movie. Yes, like it was hanging by a thread, but unlike Big, mm-hmm. which is not a time travel movie, 13 going on 30. Also 18 again with George Burns, I think also similarly to Big, not a time travel movie, but 13 going on 30. You, you got it, Annette. You're, you're solid. You're in there. Yay. Okay, good. Because I love it. And also, good sleepover movie. Probably better than Terminator. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it. Uh, it, it, is, it is in a class of its own, well above 17 again, starring Matthew Perry and Zac Efron. Uh, I, I would like to see the box sure. quote that says, Annette Weirstra uh, says... <laughs> <laughs> this is better than Terminator as a sleepover movie. I think that'd be good. <laughs> better, <laughs> better than Time Rider, the Adventure the of Wild Swan, where the main character sleeps I, with I his great great grandmother, too. Yeah. It, yeah. I kind of want to see this movie, but not because it looks good. No, the, the, you got the, it. The you, J, you, you nailed it. You read it perfectly. Uh-huh. The Philip J. Fry scenario. Well, now it's now it's up to Jason to pick either Time Cop or Back to the Future to please <laughs> one or another segment of the fan base. <laughs> 13 going on 30. Yeah, totally counts. And uh, it's a yes. sweet movie. Thank you, Annette. Monty, it's your choice now. Uh, well, so far I've been very on theme. I've got Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Primer. Uh, my next movie is a 2009 horror movie that went straight to DVD in the US, although it did get a theatrical release in the UK. This movie is called Triangle. Has anyone here heard of Triangle? Nope. Uh, distributed by no. Magnolia Pictures, right? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. All right. Um, this movie is pr- basically a cheap horror movie. These people uh, go out on a ship and they are called by a distress call to a cruise ship that has nobody on it, but it has some people on it. The thing that makes it a time loop movie, I am going to spoil, which is at one point, these three people who are looking around the ship look over a railing, and they see several copies of their own dead bodies. It's horrifying. Huh. I feel like I do remember a little bit about this movie, and now I want to watch it. it <laughs> I want to watch really it, too. Good. The, the, British, the British movie with Melissa George, right? That's the one. 2009. Yeah. There's something about a slasher movie where the people that are trying to kill you are also you, and you know that they have succeeded dozens of times before because there's your dead body. It's really good. And uh, Patriots, Michael Dorman's in it. It, uh, It's um, it's uh, it's dead spies is uh, is is a way of looking at it. Ooh, it's got Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, there's lots of people in that. (laughs) That Hemsworth. The third Hemsworth. Yep. So using the using the time loop for gruesome and horrifying reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'll take our it. movie night, Erica. We're gonna watch The Lake House and Triangle in one night. Yes. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Not to be confused with Triangle of Sadness. Not a time travel. No. Don't confuse them. That movie could have used some slashers. All right. Well, that that brings us to me and the final pick, and then we'll do our Bring Out Your Dead, where everybody gets to list everything. But I'm going to pick the end of our draft, the third round, because I've determined that we are done. Uh, And I pick Back to the Future from 1985, the end. So there you go. Thank you for your service. You know, Back to the Future 2 is a movie about time travel in a a very twisty, turny, 
overwriting the first movie way that's very clever. But here's the thing about Back to the Future 2. Here's the thing about that movie. <sighs> I don't love it. I mean, mm-hmm. it... it it's not that fun to me. It, it, it feels forced at points where there, where Zemeckis is trying real hard. Um, there are the moments that I like the most are where they're rewriting the plot of the first movie, but there's also all that dark future Biff nonsense mm-hmm. yep. that is not fun. And this, the, his yeah. idiot kids. And I don't back to the future though. The first one has a purity back to the future part three actually also has more of that kind of purity to, yeah. to it it is a movie that uh made people like go to the movies wanting to see a time travel movie and so in many ways it is a very simple very clear very well delineated how does time travel work kind of movie that every for the whole family that everybody can kind of get get into uh even if they have not been exposed to a million time travel movies like the people on this podcast have and i think that's the magic of back to the future and yes i, I again i talk about my fil- my philosophy of time travel movies and and uh and how, what time cop has taught me and i will tell you you know does it make sense that as they change the past uh he parts of his body and parts of a picture slowly fade away. No, but it's time travel, whatever they can do, whatever they want. It's a good movie. It's fun. And, uh, and I'll just point out, uh, it's not an Easter egg. It's in the movie. As Todd Fazeri would say, he runs over the pine tree. Uh, he departed from twin pines mall. He comes back to lone pine mall, uh, which means that, uh, the there is another Marty who grew up with his parents being better adjusted and wealthier and his dad being a success. And that's the Marty who got the nice truck and has the girlfriend. Our Marty is not from that world. And yet he returns mm-hmm. to it. What happened to the other Marty? I don't know, man. It's time travel. <laughs> he got thrown into the other timeline. Very disturbed about He's, his cool car and cool parents not being there. And Doc Brown being dead. In that timeline. They explored that in uh, The Magicians. I kind of like the time loop thing in The Magicians where it's like, oh, no, all those other time loops with people whose lives were terrible, apocalyptic. They're still around. Some of them are really mad about it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they, they could make a horror movie yeah. of Back to the Future. That's about the other Martys. The other Martys. That's definitely <laughs> the messy side of the messy side of time travel movies. Ex- those those yes. are the messy ones, not the new exactly. ones. Leftover Jason, bodies. I'm, I'm, I'm with you about part two. I, I think people's rose-colored glasses, memories of part two, yeah. are because of the cool future stuff right Ho- toward the beginning of it. And they forget like the last two-thirds yeah. of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I like about two is that they have a scene where they have to stop down and have Doc Brown with a whiteboard explaining the plot. Yeah. <laughs> that is fun. Yes. Well, again, because I, I think they're worried about, love that. Uh, about it being accessible, right? And yet it gets... It, so now they want to do Twisty Turny, but they're, they're, this is to a broad audience, and so they have to explain what's what's going on. But like I said, I, I, I do love the idea that you're overwriting your existing movie. Like that part of it to me is like, this is fantastic. We are now changing yeah. the events of our previous <laughs> movie with Crispin Glover, not in it. And yet somehow we'll work <laughs> around that. Uh, that part of it I think is, is super fun, but as a movie, um, I just don't, I don't, it doesn't do it for me, but the first one does. So yeah. And, and three, three is underrated as both a time, time travel movie and as a Western. Yes. Absolutely. What I love about Back to the Future is that the the fifties scenes were obviously very art design, so it feels like the fifties. You're in the fifties yes. now. It's very fifties, mm. but the eighties scenes weren't that weren't consciously art directed like that. But now it feels just as much of a mm-hmm. 
it feels like somebody huh. said, let's make this movie look as 1985 as we possibly can. I know, right? And I love that. It is. Yep. So, And that means it's not anachronistic because it, it was actually made in 1984 <laughs> and 85. <laughs> and so therefore, it, oh, it, they wait, nailed it. Oh, wait, that can't be very... Wait, I'm checking my watch. That's oh, not very modern. long ago, is it? Oh, I know. no. I know. We've already, passed, we've already passed the setting of Back to the Future 2 in the future, by um, the way. This oh, Glenn, Glenn has started oh, no. fading mm-hmm. into dust. It's we're now long yeah. we're we're further from Back to the Future than Back to the Future was from the past in it. Oh yeah, no, oh, it's no. 2015. It was it was fifty five eighty five and twenty fifteen, the far future of twenty fifteen. That was the trilogy, yeah. and then then way back into the into the Gold Rush 19, days. Oh yeah, uh, no, but no, yeah, 19, we're way past that now. If we if we remade Back to the Future today, they would actually have to travel ahead of the release date oh of Back God. to the Future. It would be set <laughs> in nineteen ninety two. So nineteen ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If they made uh, Back to the Future now, the song in the school disco would be Sir Mixalot's Baby Got Back. Maybe or be Nirvana. <laughs> right. I mean, this is, this, yeah. This sure. just got really depressing. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> so it's your cousin Marvin Mixalot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin Marvin Mix. Your cousin Baron it's, Von Mixalot. It's your Kurt. Kurt. It's your cousin Bobby Nirvana. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, bring man. out your dead. Bring out your dead. They're, they they're not really dead though. As long as we can travel back in time to when they were alive, James. What did right. you have left over? So there are so many films that were not picked that I'm surprised were not picked. We have uh, Palm Springs, one of my favorite. It's on my list. Yeah. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. about it. I'm retroactively For adding sure. it to cross my list. <laughs> uh, Source Code <laughs> on my list. One one on of my, my favorite time loop movies. Uh, Looper. On my list. Not on my list. Uh, uh, run Lola Run. Oh, yes. my time loop. Uh, yeah. Oh, yep. I wanted to list Run Lola Run so bad. Yep. <laughs> um, Army of Darkness. On my list. That was close. Mm-hmm. That AKA was Bruce Campbell versus Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy Death Day, which is a time loops uh, slasher movie, which is very good. Um, I've written down Kate and Leopold, which oh, yeah. is the other Hugh Jackman time travel ish <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. uh, movie. Uh, Deja Vu. Uh, which was the uh, oh, reunion of uh, Denzel Washington and yes. uh, Tony Scott. Tony Scott, yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, Idiocracy, which we mentioned before. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes. Mm. It, it's. I liked it when I said Be- Better um, than you think it will be. That is yes. exactly how I described it. It's like, it's better than you think. <laughs> yeah. How's um, Hot Tub Time Machine 2? I've I not heard think it, I've was, seen it. But it was released. Yeah. I, <laughs> Um, and uh, final two, we have uh, X-Men colon Days of Future Past open bracket, the road cut close bracket, and Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame was was on my list, too. So thanks, James. I don't have any work to do in this round now. <laughs> uh, it's not really sniping. It's different, but it means that you've taken care of it. Glenn, anything you have not, you would like to mention that you have not mentioned yet? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I have zero overlap with James' list, which Amazing. I appreciate. Although we don't, which has tastes aren't crazily divergent. Uh, I was I was thinking about Rules Lawyer and Galaxy Quest, but it came up organically. And I, I absolutely, it's not a time travel movie, but it does have the movie would just end if it weren't for with, in a terrible 13 way or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so it's a it's a nice little weird gimmick in the middle of a really great film. Kind of love it. Uh, 
free jack i don't like but it has an amazing cast it's worth this mentioning that, it's that's a, the old it's uh, like, <laughs> anthony hopkins cash grab movie yeah, yeah. exactly oh but back yeah but so long ago you're like oh yeah that's when he did the the uh, michael Caine thing I, but so I, yeah i believe it's i believe it's actually very much like the michael Caine thing where it was like you're about to yep. win an oscar and not yep. have to make movies like this anymore but you haven't won the oscar yet so you have to make this <laughs> lousy movie for money <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah, you can tell they're in the so, future because there's weird stuff glued to cars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the future <laughs> right, was 2009, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it was a great future. Wasn't it 2009? Yeah. Um, time after time, I uh, I don't think it's actually a very good film. I remember watching it and being blown away by it as a kid. And I think I watched it since at some point. I was like, oh, this is OK. It's it's interesting. And I love David. I mean, I love Malcolm McDowell. I love David Warner. Love Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. Speaking of Back to the Future. We covered uh, it movies. last in the summer of time travel. Uh, yeah. And and we liked it. Yeah, it's fine. It's but it's, it's, uh, it's again a great cast and uh, let me tell you about the San that. Francisco if, geography. No, never mind. I already uh, did that. If then, only, if only for Malcolm McDowell's <laughs> line delivery of fries up palms frites. And then I have to put in, this is the most glenning thing that I promised, which is that I have to pick Timescape, which you know is a fine movie. It has Jeff Daniels in it. It was released in 1992, but you know it's a fine movie because it had to be released under multiple titles. That's how good it is. Also (laughs) as Grand Tour, Disaster in Time. It's made from this incredible story called The Vintage Season, uh, which is by Catherine Moore with Henry Kuttner from 1946 as Lawrence O'Donnell. It's an incredible story about uh, essentially vacationing disaster time travelers from the future really beautiful they made it into an incredibly horrible film it's kind of not unwatchable but it's not very good but i have to mention it because my parents are in that movie they're extras so there you go not Ah. unwatchable says glenn erica (laughs) what do you have left all right Um, unwatchable rage yes indeed see my parents for 0.05 seconds my backup list was i mean my whole list is I just looked at a, you know, what are the top 50 time travel movies of all time? And I literally kind of just put down all of the ones that I had seen and didn't hate. So some of them I didn't have time to go back and be like, is this really a time travel movie? So take these with a grain of salt. Um, My first one, which I totally almost picked in the last round, is The Last Mimsy, which is uh, kind of aimed at kids, science fiction film uh, where there's a climate disaster and the scientist in the future um, tries to avert it by sending a bunch of like toys basically back in time to modern day Seattle. It's based on a 1943 science fiction short story called Mimsy Were the Borogroves by Lewis Paget. Um, anyway, the uh, it's it's delightful and cute and I haven't gone back to rewatch it. So I don't know if I actually am full throatedly <laughs> recommending it, but I want to watch it again. Uh, and then the rest of them were ones that probably most people will recognize. Uh, Army of Darkness, Source Code. I did have the Back to the Futures, but I had one, three and two as the order. Um <laughs> Donnie Darko, which I, I like, but I don't remember oh. well enough to know if it totally counts. I uh, think it counts. Okay. Run, Lola, run. I have Terminator Genesis on my list because I genuinely loved that movie. I mm-hmm. really, it's, really did. It is actually good. Yep. I yeah, really like is. it. Yep. Uh, About Time, which was sweet. Uh, Looper. Flight of the Navigator, which I, again, don't remember super well, but is there time travel? Maybe? I don't remember. Yes. Um, yes, there is. Okay, Peggy Sue Got Married, which I don't super love, but I've seen it and I was worried I was going to run out of picks. Uh, Frequency, same thing. Timeline, same thing. And Palm Springs, which I just added because I had forgotten it and that would have been really high. So there you go. Can I ask a very quick question? Is that, um, do you, are you obliged to flip a coin? And if you flip heads, David Warner is in your time travel movie because I realize he's in like half the movies we mentioned, it feels like. Maybe not that many, but he's in a good bunch of these, uh, both especially Bring Out Your Deads. But I think also he just does a lot ones. of 
sci-fi stuff. Yeah. I love him. He acts villainous at a scale that does not work in regular movies. <laughs> Ooh, beautifully well put. Well put. what do you have left? Uh, Star Trek 2009. Totally a time travel movie. Oh, yeah. True. Mm. I should have Totally that a time travel movie. Um, you know, uh, I, I, Mr. I, Spock, I was, you know, ruins every. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Nero ruins everything. Mr. Spock comes along for the ride. Yeah. Um, your name, uh, to take us into anime club territory for a moment, uh, an absolutely beautiful movie, um, uh, about, uh, two people who start, well, I, it's, it, it is, it has been named one of the great anime movies of all time and this is bring out your dead. So I'll leave it at that. It's great. You should watch it. Um, even if you don't like the weirder end of anime and whatever, it is the mainstreamiest, uh, type of anime, uh, that you can watch. Um, the Girl Who Leapt Through Time While Staying in Anime Land, uh, based on a light novel. It's been adapted as a live action movie, as a TV movie, now as an animated movie. Uh, this was back in like 2006 by Mamoru Hosoda, who is one of the big, you know, big deal auteurs uh, in Japanese animation. Um, you know, what if what if just leaping through the air uh, would allow you to go back in time and change your day as a uh, girl in high school? Um and what if there were a limit on how many of those leaps you get to take? Um, and you have to decide what's more important to you in life. Uh, really wonderful. A uh, much more recent movie uh, on Netflix. See You Yesterday, produced by Spike Lee. Um, you know what's really uncommon in time travel movies? Black people. Mm. Um, so Spike Lee made one uh, with, with a team who, uh, who had a script about uh, 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 a young black woman who wants to go back in time to prevent her brother from being killed by the cops. Uh, incredibly, incredibly relevant uh, and incredibly well-made and uh, tremendously underseen. Like I think many, many, many Netflix originals uh, are getting to yeah. be. Um, but it's uh, among time travel movies. It's one that, I mean, it came out four years ago, but um, 2019, uh, you know, some things happened and people forgot about a lot of things that happened, uh, from, uh, in, in the year 2019. Um, and I mentioned trilogies and, and trilogies being trilogies and so on. And I, I had a trio of third movies in series. Um, the first being escape from the planet of the apes. How do you undo a movie where you destroy the planet of the apes? Sorry, spoilers for the uh, the um, the the uh, uh, beneath the planet of the apes uh, sequel to the original. Um, you have Cornelius and, and Zira um, go back in time to 20th century Los Angeles. Um, yeah, it rules. It's it's great. It's really great. You may not like the first Planet of the Apes movie, but there is gold to be mined in some of those sequels because of how ridiculous <laughs> they are. Uh, speaking of ridiculous sequels, you know, I thought I was done with the Men in Black movies after Men in Black Two incredibly underwhelmed me, but Men in Black Three. Um, Bill Hader as Andy Warhol. That's it. That's, that's, that's the entirety of my, of my sales pitch on, uh, on men in black three, a movie in which agent J goes back in time to, uh, prevent the death of his partner, whose younger self is played by Josh Brolin. And finally, I've mentioned it on the show before it's on Disney plus Cinderella three, a twist in time. <laughs> what if her wicked stepmother got the fairy godmother's wand and decided to change history. Bippity boppity boo, y'all. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Wow. Annette. Uh that just reminded me that Moises has told me to watch that Cinderella movie and I haven't yet mm-hmm. and I should. <laughs> 
Oh, I am picking all the rest of the Terminator movies that haven't been mentioned because if you make a Terminator movie, I am going to watch it Mm. and I'm probably going to love it. Uh, I know we haven't officially put it on the list and I am Time Cop because it's terrible, but I still had (laughs) Uh fun. Uh, The Doctor (sighs) Who TV movie. Okay. Yes, it's a TV movie, but it's still a movie and it has time travel and a TARDIS and I love Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, And uh, the only thing I have left is something I considered if I wanted to have a a rulesy, fighty, try to make dead again work as a time travel thing. I thought about that too. uh, Eric and I discussed this last night. It's like, is hypnosis actually a time travel device? If you're letting your consciousness go, and but they, they, uh, but they only not. really go, they only really go forward, though, right? It's just a reincarnation movie. Well, the hypnosis is a takes reincarnation, them back in time. but they're. It's it's more like two time periods, probably, but I love it. So you I should mean, that, watch it. They, they don't go back in time with the hypnosis, though. They just remember their past life. That Do is they? true. Yeah. No. <laughs> and so I didn't. Mm-hmm. I resisted. Okay. Thank you. But I'm still telling you that I resisted. It's a good movie. Yeah. Dead again. It's uh, it. Kenneth Branagh's homage to Hitchcock. It's fun. Yeah. It's and, very. Yeah. But it's not time the, movie. Except for the sculptures. Except for the sculptures. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little funny. Spoilers. Ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, Monty? Uh, oh, I've got some crazy picks here. Uh, All right. Number one, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Totally yeah. true. Yeah. Is it time travel? I, it's yes. on a bunch of lists. He clearly goes mm-hmm. back. He's there seeing the party. Mm. He can't affect the party, but he can see the party. Mm. Going back in time and not being able to change the past is also time travel. That's very interesting. Number two, the butterfly effect. Uh, this uh, is a movie oh, that yeah. does use hypnosis mm-hmm. to send someone back in time. And then he changes something. And oh, no, now Ethan Supley is a goth. Oh, no, I have to go back in time again. It's fun. Um, Southland Tales. I don't like <gasps> oh, Donnie yeah. Darko, but I love Southland Tales. <laughs> it like is a, a complete nonsense movie. We had to pause it several times, talk about what was going on. There's some crazy. <laughs> yep. uh, this is the last movie, I think, maybe Pain and Gain. But I think this is the movie where The Rock really tried to act. He got bad reviews and now he doesn't anymore. <laughs> I saw um, that in the theater. It was glorious. Yeah, that's a crazy movie. It, it's completely <laughs> nuts, but yeah, absolutely worth seeing. Uh, Minority Report. Um, I oh, argue yeah. that huh. precogs are time travel. Hmm. They're getting okay. information from the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna sure. and bring out your dead. I'm. They, I, I guess I'm just not gonna judge. They are. They are. <laughs> okay. They are, they are cerebrally connected to a possible future. I think. I yeah, think you're see. probably right. Yeah. Um, uh, Tenet came out. I didn't. I saw Tenet. Um, okay. And I, while we were talking <laughs> about movies where kids travel through time, I was looking at a list, and I was looking at the movie Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Yeah. That's a kid oh, time yeah. travel movie. Yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. I have nothing to pick because uh, James listed everything that was left on my list that wasn't already picked <laughs> sorry. in the draft. It's all good. No, you mentioned them. I don't have to do that work. Instead, I will thank my panelists for being here. James Thompson, thank you. Uh, thank you. I, I was going to pick uh, Planet of the Ape Time Cops just to annoy you. But mm. Glenn Fleischman, thank you. Uh, it's okay. I know you're going to retcon me out of this whole thing. So thank you anyway. All Eric, right. Glenn was never here. Eric Anson, thank you. I'm just going to go back to tinkering with this vortex manipulator. Oh, dear. Moises Chuyan, thank you. Uh, running out of gigawatts. I got nothing clever to say. Mm, Dancing <laughs> a gigawatt. Uh, Annette Wooster, thank you. I'll be back. Did uh, I do it right this time? You got it. You nailed it. Nailed it. Killed it. Well done. Well done. And Monty Ashley, thank you. 
I'm going to hijack the spot for a plug. Monty and Raya's versus movies. We watch movies and versus them. Yes, on the incomparable network, theincomparable.com. Cross promotion. Let's do it more. Let's My five star <laughs> verbal review. It's great. I like it. It's hilarious. And I love it when they drag things. Many of the <laughs> movies that we picked in this draft have been covered on the network. Not all of them by the mothership. Many of them in other places. There are links in your show notes oh. on your podcast player of choice where you're listening what, to this. Right what's now. that you say, Jason? There's a topic index. And there is a topic <laughs> index uh, if you want to find them that way, too. Uh, and thank you to everybody out there for listening to this episode that's full of time travel movies. We hope maybe you've got some new ones on your list or some other ones that you want to revisit or go back in time. Revisiting a movie is kind of like going back in time, right? You get to see it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, we say thank you. We'll see you again next week. Or is it last week? <laughs>